Hello and welcome to this new podcast from those of us who work non-stop or World Football Insider to keep you informed on anything that has to do with the beautiful game, so they call it. My name is Javier Monet and I have the privilege to sit around the table of Studio 5, our headquarters in the city of Atlanta, with two great journalists and football experts. To my right, Aaron Bauer, a football walking encyclopedia who among his professional assignments, he includes his time as a sports correspondent in Rio de Janeiro. And to my left, the great Gerard Ferrick, a guy with more than two decades in the sports business who has seen it almost all from his days living in Rome, Asia, and from those many World Cups that he has covered as a journalist. Gentlemen, welcome. This Saturday in Kiev, Real Madrid and Liverpool have a date. Champions League final, it's the name of the game. Real Madrid is looking for its 13th title in the history of the competition. They are the kings. They are the bosses. Liverpool, on the other hand, wants to take home his sixth trophy. So, a classic by all means. Any chance that the Reds and Mohamed Salad will surprise the two-time defending champions, Gerard? Uh, there's a chance. There's always a chance. But uh, rule number one in the Champions League, never bet against Real Madrid. And rule number two is never bet against Real Madrid. Uh, one way or the other, they'll find a way to win. I, I just want it to point out to all the listeners at home that Gerard is wearing a shirt that has Fly Emirates on it, <laughs> the sponsors of Real Madrid's kit. So clearly an unbiased opinion over there. Though I have to uh, reluctantly agree with him. Um, I don't really want to see Liverpool win, but I don't think they had a chance much anyway. Why don't you want to see Liverpool win? Uh, I'm a City supporter, so... Oh, it's personal. <laughs> it's personal. And uh, have a have a bunch of friends who are Liverpool supporters, and you know I, I wish them all the best. But personally, I, I think I'm going to have to pull for Real Madrid. I think they're a better team anyway. I uh, I would like to see Liverpool win. Actually, I just don't see it happening for a, a variety of reasons. But it always it, there there's always something that comes up, and Real Madrid, whether they deserve it or not, somehow manage to win in the end. And there's this, Let's face it, they've won m way more titles than anyone else, so they've yeah, got but the, you remember, the history and the track record. You remember 2005 against uh, Milan? You know what happened with Liverpool? Are they are capable of, you know, the oh, unthinkable. Oh, sure, sure. That, and I'd love it if that were to happen again. I'm just, I'm just saying I'm, I'm not betting on it. I think Klopp's going to have them well prepared. Um, he's surprised me this year especially in the Champions League. I thought his run with Dortmund in it was a fluke a few years back. Um, they got some easy opponents. This, this time Liverpool was beating quality teams. They're beating them well, and they're, they're doing it really, really high scoring. And, you know, Real Madrid will be able to equal them, tit for tat, scoring-wise, with, with Ronaldo and his cast of characters around him. So we'll, we'll see what Klopp's going to have to give do. Give me a score, Aaron. Give me a score. The way Liverpool's been playing, you know, you'd expect this to be something like 4-3, but it's a final, so I think it's going to be one nothing Real Madrid. I like, I like goals. Let's say 3-2 uh, Real Madrid. All right. Well said. Well, let's go from Liverpool to London, North London, that is, because Arsenal has got a new coach. Yes, the Gunners looked around, and after apparently interviewing eight guys, they found in Unai Emery, the man to replace Arsene Wagner after those 22 years of the Frenchman as the Arsenal manager. Gentlemen, is Emery, 
who, by the way, comes out of Paris Saint-Germain, proving he cannot, and I repeat, he cannot compete with the big boys of the Champions League. Is Emery the right guy for Arsenal? Aaron Bauer, the floor is, is yours. I want to know what he says in these job interviews. You know, his, <laughs> it's he, he wows these big clubs. They give him, they give him budgets. They his give him, they give him these squads, and we'll see what he does. I mean, I, I think Sevilla, his success there was solely on the sporting director, uh, Monchi. I'm a huge Monchi fan, and I mean, I think. You know, Sampaoli showed that you can still win there if there's a vision. I, I, he could not control PSG. And, I, you know, maybe Arsenal doesn't view themselves as big a club as PSG. As an Arsenal supporter, mm-hmm. I, uh, I will admit that freely. Uh, I feel like he is the replacement that they want in large measure because he's a guy that is willing to just coach the team and not be in charge of everything else. They brought in guys to who are now in charge of getting players and all this sort of stuff and they are because they were getting tired, they were already tired of Arsene Wenger becoming basically a dictator at the club and he was in charge of everything. So they've been working over the past year or so they're bringing in these new guys and so now they want to try a new setup where you've got the manager he's not even called the manager they're going to call him the coach so he's he's specifically only going to coach the team and he's not going to be involved in getting the players well he'll be in contact with everybody about getting players but he's not going to be the one making the decisions and apparently he's fine with that so that's where they're headed in this. Will it be successful? That's a whole separate issue. He shouldn't make the decisions. He cannot beat the big guys in the Champions League. He's incapable. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he, he can't win away in Sevilla. What makes you think he can win at home in the Premier League? <laughs> Come on, Gerard. I'm just saying Come home. the reason, Come the home. reasons why. I'm not saying will it work. I don't know, but I am. I'm confident of one thing. I am confident that uh, whatever happens, I will enjoy it more than I've enjoyed dealing with Arsenal under Wenger for the past few years. I, I, I want to say something because you obviously know the club a lot better than the the other two of us here. Um, with Manchester United, there was a huge thing where the club kind of learned. A huge mistake that there's going to be such a vacuum left when a personality leaves and you know I don't know if Wenger is as successful as Ferguson was but they certainly were matched in egos and personalities and stature at the club you know you talk about this new setup that they're trying and they're just trying to plug Unai Emery in you know is that learning from those mistakes up in Manchester uh, well that's a good question uh, granted when Ferguson left he left after they won a league title. Mm-hmm. Wenger hasn't won anything outside of a random FA Cup, you know, a couple of those in recent years. And other than that, hasn't really challenged even except for maybe one season where they finished runner-up to Leicester. So it's a little different thing. And to be honest, if it was another club, he would have been sacked years ago. If it was a club with bigger ambitions who were more worried about uh, winning titles than the bottom line of making money, he would have been gone long ago. So I don't think you could compare the two, Manchester United, to to this. And I will also argue that Emery is about twice the coach David Moyes was. Yeah, and that's (laughs) a good point. Um, But at the same time, you know, 
we talk, we always make the jokes that Arsenal is out there just to make money. You know, does this managerial signing, because clearly Javi and I had some choice words and Absolutely. don't agree with it, just kind of further that? Is that the logical extension when you take out Wenger, who had the pedigree, that you just you get someone who's rated but not really that rated? You're not going to compete for the Champions League with him. Let's leave that question in the air because finally we have to get and then we'll keep on talking about Unai. Even though you know I don't have a lot of confidence in him, he's my uh, he's a fellow Spaniard. Uh, but I ha- I don't have a lot of con- <laughs> not at least not the confidence that Gerard's got. But let's let's finally uh, talk about uh, uh, the World Cup in Russia and uh, and and here in the states since we don't have a team to cheer uh, cheer for in that tournament. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting we're, we're, we're waiting for FIFA decision next Tuesday on whether Morocco will be in the ballot on June 13th to compete against uh, the North Americans for the right to host the 2026 World Cup now is FIFA the question is is FIFA going to let this vote happen or is it about the money and FIFA has already decided behind closed doors that Morocco should not stand in the way of bringing the World Cup back to the States along, of course, with Canada and Mexico, Aaron. I, I go back and forth on this one. I'm not sure. Um, I, I think FIFA is going to let them run because they want a competitive election to show the new FIFA. But at the same time, we're, we're seeing such efforts by Infantino to have these, you know, a revamp of the club structure. So it's kind of... Is he's only in it for the money, it looks like. He's courting this $25 billion package and the U.S. World Cup brings in money. So he might do everything in his power because he's going to lose out on the Club World Cup to ensure that this goes to the the U.S. so that FIFA gets the money that way. Because it, it, FIFA's really hurting sponsorship-wise. They're getting bankrupt. Yeah, the, the, US, the North American, U.S., Mexico, Canada is supposed to bring in $11 billion for FIFA. Mm-hmm. Morocco is promised $5 billion. Okay, billions and billions. Well, look, that's more, <laughs> you know, that's a big difference. And Aaron's right. FIFA, due to the scandals and everything, has lost a, a lot of potential dollars. So will they go and it would be so typically FIFA to go ahead and you know knock Morocco out on some technicality so that they can be assured of that. Will they do it? Is are they going to be the same old FIFA? Uh, if I had to bet, I'd say yes. They'll find a reason to get Morocco out. I, I, but I just don't know for sure. I don't. I don't, I don't think they'll kick him out. I think they can't. I think Infantino is realizing that he's just getting pummeled on all sides, but he can't not let Morocco in this. Uh, you they are have, gonna be surprised. I, I, I may, and I will, I will be the first to admit on this future podcast that I was surprised. <laughs> okay. But I think they have to let him in. I, I really think they have to have two bids in this election. I don't think, they're FIFA, they don't care what, you know, what anybody thinks. It's, it's so different from how it started. You know, once Morocco came in and got serious, that's when they realized they had to have a real election. And they don't want it, I don't think they want it, but they have to have it. Because a lot of countries are gonna vote for Morocco. You can't piss off half your membership. You're a good man, Aaron Bauer. <laughs> Let's leave it at that. Thank you, gentlemen, for your wise wo- words uh, in these football trouble times and looking forward to doing this again with you. Is that a deal? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Javier Monet from World Football Insider saying so long.